Hey, Chris, Matt. Can I get a countdown? Yeah, oh. yeah. I was going to ask Matt if you wanted to count us down. Uh, this is like a, an honor I can bestow upon him today as he's sitting there growing his ponytail. Oh, it's full man bun now. Look at that. Full Look at man that. bun. Look at that gorgeous guy. Inspired by Tim Miller. Maybe you'll get a Tim Miller Twitter uh, follow bun, uh, bump. All right, I mean, follow bun. As, follow and maybe bun. I can get a bunch of Tim's Tim's gay stands to come follow me on Twitter. Matt is auditioning for Money Plane 2. <laughs> <laughs> count us down, Matt. Uh, is this where I count like in, like in Ted Lasso? One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, nine, ten, eleven, go. Well, I I think that's. Do they count down backwards in England? Is that the? No, I think they. Ca- I think I think they counted up in that scene. Okay. It, it's just like the toilets in England. Scene. They they flushed other way. <laughs> At least they flush. Doesn't always happen in many no countries poop, no in poop Europe. Shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Hello, hi, welcome. You are listening to the SSEU podcast, the Internet's finest high-speed infrastructure podcast. We are a weekly podcast hosted by myself, Thomas the Swede, together with Chris and Ryan. You can find us on Twitter at SSEU Podcast and at patreon.com forward slash SSEU Pod. If you feel like making additional contributions to the show, you can also Venmo us. Set your Venmo account to private, mark the message with tuition, and get it matched 10 times when you send your money to us. <laughs> Chris and Ryan... Uh, how have you been, Chris? I'm doing well, Thomas. I went to the mall this week. We'll we'll get to that. Let let's let's bring Matt in first. Also, so we have a guest this week, and it is our good friend Maddie, who I believe has been no, mentioned on the podcast. No, no, no. 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 Maddie Sorry, is someone else. I couldn't get. Yeah, we don't have I, Maddie. I, I texted him. I don't. I think the running for governor thing has really taken up a lot of his time. We got another Matt, though. The second most famous Matt that I know. Matt Robarts, who I believe has brought a game for us to play later in the show. Matt, well, welcome back. He's been on the show. Yeah, welcome back. Fourth time? Third time, yeah, I think. Everyone follow follow Matt on Twitter. It's easy to remember his his, uh, Twitter handle. (laughs) It's at underscore... J R T L Q R S T U V eighty nine twenty seven. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Gertz G E R T Z. Just search Jason Robard's grandson, and he should come up that way. Yeah, the first time you came on the show was was that together with Rick? No, it was with Jason. Came on with Jason. Ah, sorry about that. Yeah, well. I didn't have much to add to the Skyline Chili chat. <laughs> and then the second time I came on, we were going to talk about a movie, and I don't remember what movie it was because we the didn't last talk time about was it. The Last Dance. We talked. That's about right. The, the, last the last time was The Last Dance, so I guess this is time number four. Okay. Well, just uh, happy to be what? talking about talking about movies with my friends. 
We are happy to have you back on. Chris, what were you going to say about malls? Went to the mall this week. Yeah, I, I figured um, someone has got to save them here in in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I want to do some research for the show, uh, see what's what's uh, going on at the local mall, and uh, and just I just wanted to test how much of an old fart I am. Uh, and and yeah, positive. When did, when did you last go to the mall? Well, I have gone to the mall a number of times because I love my daughter. And there was a time before the pandemic when she thought that, that was a fun outing. I would take her to Justice and the goth uh, store. Not the goth store. That's the hot topic. The uh, golf store. Go- golf? Golf? The golf, golf store is the hot topic. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's a hot topic this week. Uh, but yeah, I would take her to Justice and like, I don't know, let her buy something in the food court. Uh, but like the mall is not my place. I do everything I can to avoid it. But I needed, I was a need, need is a strong word. I, I would like some nice shorts. I got a lot of shorts, but I want ones that fit just so. And I didn't want to order them online because I wanted them to fit just so. I wanted to be able to try them on. So and you went to Old Navy. <laughs> Uh, and I, uh, needed to go to guitar center, which was right next to the mall. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? Instead of just going and buying, uh, crappy shorts at target that I'm going to have to just like replace next year, I'm going to go to the mall and see what they have for me. Well, I was, I was disappointed. Uh, my mall has recently closed, uh, both the gap and banana Republic that were there, uh, unbeknownst to me, they didn't send me a, a postcard telling me that they closed. So you went to the hot topic. I did not go to the hot topic. Uh, I checked out Eddie Bauer. Uh, yeah. They, they had, I don't think I'm an Eddie Bauer guy, number one, but also the, the kind of shorts they had, they, they were, they're very like tech shorts. You know what I mean by tech? Like they're like that, no. the, maybe some polyester, some kind of shiny. They're, they're, they're probably breathable. And, but like they just look, I don't like the look of tech. You're going to have to walk me through why that's a tech short. It's just what they call them. Sure. Matt, no, Matt's our, Matt, Matt is our gear Waste, expert. Why do they call them wicking? Why do they, they call dry tech? quickly? Oh, they move water okay. away they call, from the skin and then they, they dry quickly. They call them tech because they dry quickly. Okay. So I was walking to Express when I passed the buckle, and I thought, hmm, maybe I'll go inside buckle. I remember a guy back in the there day who said, "Still the buckles." I think it's just buckle. No, no article. Buckle. I'm not sure I've ever been in a buckle. That's the they, they have like a red and white logo, right? Yes. No. No. That doesn't sound right. Sounds. Mm. It seems like it's like a brown buckle with a yellow outline. They only sell belts. Um, only actually, belts. just buckles to belts. No, they also sell. Got to buy Doc the Martins. You... They also show sell Doc Martens shoes with like three inch heels on them, don't they? Heels. Whoa. Soles souls oh okay well i went to buckle and the the guy who helped me the logo is red i am correct and and almost white can i continue my story you you know the uh, old obnoxious thing at stores when you'd go in and people would be like overly eager to greet you and like just just you know i can help you like is there anything i can do when you just you just want to browse on your own like you you see them there if you need something you you can go get them well, nobody talked to me and Eddie Bauer. I thought, this is great. Maybe this is like a pandemic thing. Maybe they're just like, we don't want high contact with people. So we're just going to let them be. I go in the buckle right away. 
This dude is right on top of me. Um, really eager to help, even though right away I noticed all they have is those these tech shorts. But he's excited to sell me something. Let me just say. Did you buy a buckle? He was not. I'm guessing he's not the biggest fan of women. So anyway, he's just doing this hard sell thing. I, I, I describe what I want. I want more of like a, a, a cotton short, uh, flat front, you know, maybe khaki, maybe something kind of a dark gray, something like that. Uh, a chino short, basically. And he's like, oh, we, we've got you covered here. And he went and he took me and he showed me all their stupid tech shorts. They're moisture wicking light tech shorts, which I don't want. And you know what? You know, what's the, you know what the worst part is? He said, you know what? We might not have what you want, but Lululemon, they've got what you're looking for. And I was like, hey, I started doing a little bit of yoga and everyone teased me for it and said, like, you're going to go shopping in Lululemon. Okay. Like, I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll go to Lululemon. Maybe I'm a Lululemon guy now. I don't know. Uh, swung by Express. Nobody talked to me. I tried on a pair of shorts. Uh, they were fine, but they're crazy expensive because it's, you know, Express. Uh, and then I like looped around the mall looking for like, keeping my eyes open for Lululemon and I get to the complete other side of the mall, look up in the directory. Where the F is Lululemon? I realized I walked right by it. I walked right by. I just I, like, so I didn't recognize their logo, which is like your mind, like, your mind just blocked it out. Their logo is like a Greek letter, like Omega kind of. And I, I just didn't associate that with Lululemon. So I had to go all the way back across the mall and went into Lululemon. And 100% of their apparel is freaking tech crap. Like they don't have anything that's cotton in that store. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, what? why did this dude send me here? Like, I, I, I don't know. But anyway, did again. You just look like a yoga mom. I, I guess like... I have Lululemon uh, pants. Okay. Well, like then you're uh, Ryan. Ryan, earmuffs. Earmuffs. Um, I don't understand the people who buy Lululemon pants. Like the guy's describing the wonders of these Lululemon pants. He's like, these are great. Like they're very casual and comfortable, but you could wear them like as dress pants. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, nobody is buying these as dress pants. They look ridiculous. Nobody should be walking into an office wearing these things. And this guy is selling them as like, this country is, is beyond help. I have lost faith in this country that we have business professionals who think Lululemon shiny, <laughs> like the, the, yeah, it's great. I, I'm sure they're wicking. I'm sure they're great. And I'm sure that they're very comfortable because they weigh like half of an ounce because they're as thin as all get out, but they're not professional business attire. So I have a job in infrastructure and I have worn Prana cargo pants to work. So I'm not sure I'm the best person to be <laughs> commenting on this particular thing here. I, I used to have a job picking up trash and I, there were times when I wore like, like um, those actual, like uh, what are the sweatpants that are like tight around your ankles? And then like, like what um, are they called? joggers. Yeah, joggers. I've worn joggers in offices before. Oh my I just maybe like why, how maybe that's why I got fired. <laughs> I just like how Chris is making it sound like such a hassle to trek all the way to the other side of Empire Mall in Sioux Falls. I, I did like. Can, it be? can I we did just like... point out the like 
imagine going back 20 years ago and telling yourself, yeah, you'll be so used to the presence of yoga pants as a fixture in American life. You'll be so used to the idea that people wear these all the time that you'll walk past the store that sells yoga pants to attractive early middle-aged women and you won't even notice. I, you won't I, even I notice. don't. I that's don't unbelievable just walk me. past. I, well, that's because you're a pervert, Thomas. You're European. It's fine. We understand. But like, Chris, you could never walk past the Victoria's Secret store and not notice. That thing would exert a weight on your existence. Like you would like find a yourself- a gravitational pull? You, it, it's, it would be like your children, right? Like with, when you only have one child, you would be, you're like aware of where it is at all times. Like, oh my God, my, there's a pool somewhere. My kid might fall in the pool and die. And then like, once you have more kids, you're like, oh yeah, this isn't that bad. But that first so, one, it's like a weight on your life. Well, so, uh, here, so like, here, go ahead, Thomas. Like Ryan, he's just surprised whenever he finds one of them laying around somewhere uh, at his place. His, his kids, I mean. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, Ryan is at the point, Thomas, you're familiar with this from your time playing Crusader Kings. Ryan is at the point where he has an heir and a spare. <laughs> Here's the other issue I have with the mall is I also wanted to purchase a uh, 4K Blu-ray of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I, like I said, I circled that, that mall three times and Sam Goody must have closed. So- First of all, they took the gap. Second of all, they took Banana Republic. Third of all, no Sam Goody. He 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 went to the information desk, asked for Mr. Simon, and he said, "Mr. Simon, where is Mr. Goody?" <laughs> because I can't find him. Sam and I are we're on we're on first name. Oh, I'm sorry. He said, "Where's I don't say Sam? Mr. Goody. Where's we're my Sam. friend Sam?" Well, apparently, he didn't tell you that he wasn't showing up for work, so I don't know how uh, how close you so, guys really are. So guess where I ended up purchasing my shorts? I just went to Target across the street. However, Target did not have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So while I bought pants there, I had to go to the other Target so I could purchase a Blu-ray. They didn't even have the 4K. I had to settle for a Blu-ray of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood so that I could watch that movie with my father who was visiting. You're telling me that you had to go to three different stores to find a login to Amazon? to download the 4K <laughs> digital version of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Did you check Eddie Bauer? Eddie Bauer <laughs> had no You should DVD. have gone into Eddie Bauer. Eddie Bauer you only didn't had go DVD. in there. You said you're not an Eddie Bauer guy. They may have oh. had like, they may have had like a blazer in there. And if you looked inside the blazer. There's just a copy of the DVD there's a, tucked there's into there's the DVD inside pocket. In, in the inside pocket. Chris tried to trick me the other day into thinking that his wife actually enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which she you very bo- quickly refuted. Yeah, you, how long did you believe that? I mean, I was, like, I was skeptical. It. I was like, surely she didn't. But he's saying she did. I'd like, yeah. Did she, not, did she not enjoy the brutal violence against women portion of it? Uh, or I the mean, feet? She's like, what's with all the feet? I, I think mean, she was probably I, the Rose probably likes that movie more than I like that movie. So here's the thing that you need to know about my, what, my wife, and we can cut this out of the episode because it's not that interesting. She just doesn't like okay. movies. She doesn't like movies. Oh, that's right. You said that before. She just yeah, likes, like, she will like you watch like the... the dumbest WB TV show 
for hours, but like or she's a mental. She block. watches your British shows with you, doesn't she? Yeah. The oh British yeah. No. Shows? They're good. Yeah. How does yeah, she yeah, feel yeah. about true crime I realize, TV? Like I'm trying to watch one of these British crime shows, but which one? It's not enough time in the day. Oh, Broadbent. Broadchurch. 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 That's the that's the problem. He keeps looking for Broadbent, and it's just not there. <laughs> he told me it was on this. Yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my. I went to the mall story. It was weird. Uh, I don't know why malls still exist, but. Um... So the place that I used to live has two malls. They're across the street from one another. Really? One of them is called Tyson's Corner Plaza. And the other is called Tyson's Corner Galleria. At one of them, you can go buy like sweatpants at the Gap. At the other one, you can go buy sweatpants at the Gucci store. At one of them, you can buy a swatch. And at the other one, you can go to the Omega store. Like I said, they're called Tyson's Corner Plaza and Tyson's Corner Galleria, but nobody calls them that. They are both just called Tyson's Corner. Is it Tyson's Corner the place that's not really a place? They are in a town in Northern Virginia that is called Tyson's Corner. It's called it has Tyler- the same, on, the, on all the signs, like the you are entering Tyson's Corner, the town has a logo. The logo is the same logo as the Google Chrome logo. Mm. Tyson's Corner is the place where the Tyson's Corner Mall is. It's the place where the other Tyson's Corner Mall is. It's also not a real place. It is a conglomeration of leftover corners of other towns and other zip codes. So <laughs> Northern Virginia, it's freaking wonderful. You know what I liked, uh, Matt, is when we went to Jaleo in, what's it called? Crystal City? No. Uh, not Crystal City anymore. Now I think it's National Landing, but it's basically just the Arlington. It's it's just the like surf village for the Amazon headquarters. Right. Uh, it was one of the most depressing neighborhoods I've ever been in. Yeah, it's trying really, really hard to be quirky. And it's it's not at all. Do you guys know where I've been today? What I had for dinner? Uh, pizza. No. Elfite fish or some other. A spider. Thing. No, I had barbecue. Ooh, so, Swedish barbecue. No. Tell us, tell us no, about Swedish barbecue. American. So they did you, opened did up. Did you have some nice Texas barbecue? Brooklyn I had, style. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had pulled pork and brisket today for dinner. Uh, why is, why is Swedish Texan barbecue taking over the world? Because it's they amazing. Opened, they opened up maybe two months ago, uh, and it it was it was pretty. They're pulled pork. I mean, I don't know how you fuck up pulled pork, but their pulled pork was pretty good. Uh, the brisket was okay. Uh, my only problem with it was that in the U.S., I think those portion sizes might have cost, I don't know, maybe ten, eleven bucks. Uh, here it was. 22 bucks or something like that. So it was a little pricey. It might be a once once a month kind of thing, but uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. And I like that they opened just for me. uh, That that is nice. Yeah. Thomas, uh, question. Tell us about the decor of this Swedish American barbecue restaurant. I would love to hear this. Uh, it, it It is a mixture of American and Swedish what would you call it? Paraphernalia? I don't know. Like, sort of like road signs. Uh, there are signs that say "Welcome to Texas." There or Ooh. whatever. You know. Does like, that mean uh, that there's a mechanical reindeer instead of a mechanical bull? I wish. I wish that. that Is there any good. flannel on the uniform of the employees? 
Yes. Yes. Uh, they wear flannel and uh, leather aprons. Very nice. No, it was, very nice. it, it was very nice. It was very nice. The feel of the place was really, really nice. They were really friendly. Like when I ordered and whatever, I spoke with them for a while, talked about like, why the fuck did you open this place here? <laughs> and, well, they, they both spent some time in the US and they, this was their passion. And so they decided to open a restaurant in the middle of a pandemic. So, you know, like they, they have guts, if nothing else. Seem like smart people. There's this children's clothes company that's only online called Kate Quinn. And like the people that shop for it, they're monsters <laughs> because like I so they she does she does a drop like every, you know, like every couple of weeks she does a drop of new because it sells out so fast that she has to like shut down her site before she does a drop. It's kind of like the Melanzana thing. And so Rose had given me two items because there was a drop just now. Uh, seven minutes ago and she'd give and she Rose is logged into her account out in the living room uh, trying to get two items and I was given two items that I was supposed to get like one of them was gone before I got it one was a dress for Piper and the other one was this outfit for Lachlan uh, the dress for Piper gone before I even got to like click on it I found the outfit for Lachlan I put it in the cart by the time I went to click checkout it said this item was sold out it's because like you can get, get you can PS5. get cart jacked. It's worse because when you buy a PS5, if you put it in your cart, it will hold it for a certain amount of time. Like it'll give you like five minutes to purchase it. With this website, if it's in your cart, that doesn't mean it's saved. It means at the time you clicked put in my cart, there was one left. But if someone else purchases it before you get to the checkout, it, it's gone. And that's what happened to me. I, I didn't get either thing. Okay, so I have one more quick thing before we can start him on to Matt's quiz, is that I just wanted to congratulate Pokemon on a 6K ace in Valorant, her first. Congratulations, well done. I hope you hear this. Anyway, okay, so Matt, what, uh, what, is, what is your quiz about? At first, I'd like to distance myself from your watching of Twitch.tv, especially the thought streamers. But I respect it, you for doing it, it's, Thomas. It's the, only, it's the only thing I watch. Yeah, so what we have here is a, is a quiz of bad people and bad institutions. I'm going to give you a statement about a particular person or group of people or institution. It is multiple choice. There are three questions per answer. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna track it and and see who wins. Do, do we purse? Question: How do we buzz in? You don't have to. You each get a guess. Oh, no okay. buzzing in required. Can, that, I... so can we pick? Can we pick the same option? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. There are some that you should know. There are some that may be a little bit more difficult. Uh, and the other thing is, each of these, each of these is from this year what's um, the prize what's the prize the, for winning so uh my undying contempt I also what, have a from this year so 2021 2021 can Ryan, you say what it is again because i was thinking about something else when you said it, it, is, it is a it is a it is a quiz of bad people and bad institutions i'll give you a statement about each one is everybody okay, ready? Let's go. I'm re- all right. right. So, so keep in mind, keep in mind that for all of this year, I have been abroad. 
So I have an excuse. You've been studying so, abroad? Can you think of an excuse for me too? Ooh, please. I'm not sure they have internet in South Dakota. Anyway, go okay, on. Fair. Question number one, or statement number one, rather. This person said of the COVID vaccine, I used a ridiculous loophole to get it, and I don't oh. care. Was it Saurabh Amari, Bethany Mandel, or Dan the Baseball Crank McLaughlin? B. Yeah, we all B. know this one. It is. Yeah. You all know this one. It Bethany is. Bandel. It is Bethany B. Bandel. Right, Thomas, that, do you remember right. her loophole? Her loophole is that she is homeschooling her children. So he, she's a homeschool teacher. The problem is that her children have barely left the crib. So there isn't all that much homeschooling going on over there. Also, uh, she's not a teacher. Has Sora Bamari gotten, gotten the vaccine yet? Is he going to get it? I have absolutely no idea. I've been blocked by him on Twitter since like yeah. 2017. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt you, you live fairly close to Bethany. Could you tell her something for me? I'd love to. Uh, because I think I, she's blocked me. Uh, you, Every thought that comes into your head, you don't need to put out there on social media. Especially not on Instagram. Yeah. But, but, but that's, the, that's the best thing about it. She didn't tweet it because she knew she was going to get a shitload of crap. So she posted it in an Instagram story. Because God knows. Oh, and, and the best part is she didn't even post it as an Instagram story like, hey, here's a video of me saying this thing. It was, here's a video of me saying this thing with a helpful caption for all my deaf <laughs> yeah, listeners yeah. or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I've seen. I've seen the screenshot. I've seen, the I've seen a screenshot, yeah. And and it's I've, like, uh, like yeah, yeah, I don't even have to watch the video. Great, thank you. All right, next question. This religious figure tweeted, don't get the vaccine pass it on before getting dogpiled and deleting the tweet. Was it Jerry Falwell Jr., Father Noah Waldman, or Eric Metaxas? I'm going to go C. It sounds like him. Oh, this is a tricky one. So Eric is definitely an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, the Father Noah Waldman. Waldman. Okay. Walden. Walden. Uh, Waldman. 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 I'm going to go A. Jerry Falwell Jr. Yeah. All right. Chris Haberman pulling into the early lead with Eric Metaxas. Yeah, Noah Waldman was the guy who uh, bet JVL a thousand dollars. Yeah, I remember that. I just thought that maybe times. that was part of it. Was yeah. he said something about now? Nah, has he paid up? I didn't realize that Eric Metaxas like said that about the vaccine. It sounds like something he'd say. Yeah. But have you the, have you read the Matt Labash and Eric Metaxas thing in the New Republic where they go back and forth? Yeah, the it's... one where uh, Metaxas starts the starts the conversation by calling Labash a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he literally does. Correct though. Maybe. I mean, but also I mean, Labash, Labash is correct in saying he wants to hit Matt Eric Metaxas with a chair. So I mean <laughs> and with brass knuckles. Right. Like it's completely reasonable. That he's had in his underwear. And if anybody would know getting hit with brass knuckles, it's Eric Metaxas who got sued for Well, he's willing to die for the he's willing to die for Trump. Yeah, yeah, he'll, absolutely. He'll take brass knuckles to the face for Trump for sure. And worse, he'll publish Next a children's question. book about it. Next question. Which minor right-wing celebrities spotted each other at Mar-a-Lago in March 2021? Was it Sean Davis and Ben Domenech of The Federalist? Rusty Reno of First Things Magazine and Chad Pecknold of Catholic University? 
or Matt Schlapp, founder of CPAC, and Molly Hemingway of The Federalist? C. C. D. All of you are correct. It was yeah. it was Schlapp and Hemingway hanging out down there at Mar-a-Lago. This next one, Molly Hemingway has a job in journalism. But yeah, no. just you know, media. Just critic. so you know, it's it's the people at the Bulwark who cashed in in like they really cashed in and made a buttload of money off of opposing Trump. Right. That's why. That's why they go on all these. They sold vacations. out. They sold yeah, out. Sold out. Sold out. So yeah. hard. Yeah. This next one should be easy. This congressperson said that there is no evidence a plane crashed into the Pentagon on 9-11. Was it Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, or Louis <laughs> Gohmert? It has to be B, right? The Notorious... MTG. MTG. Indeed. Marjorie Taylor Greene, our, I think our first 9-11 denying True. congressman, I think. I would think so. I'd hope so, honestly. Is it a coincidence that. that her initials sound a lot like MBD? But I digress. Mm. Go on. In like, in like can we get the? Can we? Can we? Thomas, in in post production for this, can you put in the uh, X Files theme right there? What are the chances in ten years that Laura Loomer and Marjorie Taylor Greene go the Tanya Harding route and just cash in on making a sex tape? Loomer, I would say probably 50-50. I'm saying together. Mm, no, I don't think so. I think the timelines okay. are different enough okay. that Loomer right. will probably be dead of a drug overdose before. Okay. Then. All right. All right. Who yeah. would even want to Or see she'll that starve to death years. because she changed herself to the <laughs> you know, some like some headquarters of some of some club, social media company. That's like that's like in some third world country. And <laughs> right. they're like, yeah, we don't we don't care. You can instead of the stay. instead of the police bringing her sandwiches and right. treating her nicely, they just beat they're her to death like, with billy yeah. clubs. <laughs> like, uh, don't Chris, fuck with at- Swiss pikemen. Chris, are you asking this because you saw uh, Marjorie's exercise video? I, yeah, she's a star. No, I did unsubscribe to my exercise app because uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's Instagram feed is just sufficient for me. I just watch that and, and that kind of is my exercise app. Uh, that said, if I was going to pick one congressperson to do a sex tape, both in terms of which one I would want to see and also in terms of uh, likelihood of it occurring, it's it's definitely got to be Tulsi. It's definitely Tulsi Gabbard. I will, uh, I, I will, I will return to this in Afterglow. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Next question. There's going to be a three-letter initialed congressperson Thomas is going to take a two-stroke penalty, if you will. Rather. This media outlet ran an editorial titled Leave Baron Trump Alone. On the same day, it ran an ad wishing Baron Trump a happy birthday. Was it American Greatness or the Washington Examiner or the Washington Times? I'm going to go B. B. Wait, wait. Are we talking website or magazine? Uh, B. Again, all of you are correct. It was the Washington Examiner. Uh, my old roommate pointed out to me that this is that, that when the, the that when the Washington Examiner did that this year, it was not the first time they have done this. They also did this, I think, in 2017. Did they also like have an article like right next to it detailing, you know, why Malia, why Sasha and Malia are like bad people for smoking weed or something? Probably. It was sent out by Diamond and Silk using the email address news at examineredditorialdesk.com or something. You know, they, they send, 
like these people send out now emails under the email address something magatunes at magatune info at magatune.com what's that conservative university that was they have imprimis uh, uh hillsdale uh, hillsdale hillsdale sends out fundraising emails under the banner info at magatune.com now here I, i've got some uh, advice uh, in lieu of a donation to hillsdale Stop sending out millions of copies of Imprimis. Nobody reads them. <laughs> maybe for the, maybe <laughs> don't. Not. You you don't need to mail a paper thing to people. You could just you know email then, them this article. Are you saying that Hillsdale needs to get on Substack? They just should. They just they just convert the entire college to Substack. <laughs> no, didn't, what I'm saying didn't is Edgar go to the, go to yeah. Hillsdale. We could yeah. have him on and ask him if they've always been bad. Well, I think he'll yeah. tell you no. But what does he know? He's a, He's a juggalo. Am I the only one who receives Imprimis here? I do not. Re- I, I do not. But I know. I, well I think I got it world, at like so. a previous place. I, I, I I've I don't never read it. it. I've literally never read it. Yeah. Have no. you ever received an email with a recurring donations box pre-checked for you telling you that if you opt out, you'll be a traitor? <laughs> I yeah. actually get a lot of those. So. I do. Yeah. Uh, wait, is Imprimis, is it printed or is it just a uh, PDF <sighs> newsletter? I get it in the. That's my point. Is that they print it and okay? Mail that's it what you. I thought your point was. And I, I was think just they brag. I, I think, think I think that I've gotten it before at a previous place that I lived, but I can't remember. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I did used to get that. And it says over five million six hundred thousand readers monthly. So they're bragging that they <laughs> that mail they out print. <laughs> every month five point six million copies of this. Question. Do you think, do you think that the number of actual readers of that is even 10% of the number that they claim? Or is it closer to 1% or less than 1%? I would guess it is probably more like 56,000 people. Probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, That'd be a high number, yeah. I would be surprised if it, you think 56,000 people. If they're claiming 5.6 million. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. This is not a visual medium, but I am holding up my most recent copy, which I don't know why I didn't throw it away, but it's sitting here at my desk. Do you know what you used get to pronounce them? it imprimus. Was that when he was on the pills or after? I don't know. It was it was after when he couldn't hear anything. He was at I, imprimus. Okay. I feel I I feel like we hear less and less about Rush Limbaugh. Is he, I, I is he not doing the controversy of, stuff anymore? Because I think like he's settled down. I don't think he's I think he's kind of gone. He's he returned did. to the earth. Yeah, he's down to earth. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think that's what more it is. down to earth. Just to give you a standings update, Chris Haberman so far early lead five to four to four. He's the only one who's gotten everything right. I don't see how I'm going to make that up. If they're all this easy, then you won't. I'm gonna have to Sorry. trick Kristen. I'm going to have to trick Kristen. To you throw it. me off, but Bad but one. then you're going to yeah. change your answer after I lock mine mm-hmm. in. Next question, then. Uh, this soon-to-be failed Senate candidate has tweeted his support for Jack Prasobiec and Mike Zernovich and recently said of the idea of vaccine passports, quote, we the people are putting you on notice that if you try to institute a so-called vaccine passport, we will revolt. We will rise up. We will defend our freedom. Was it Josh Mandel of Ohio, Corey Stewart of Virginia, or Paul Nalen of Wisconsin? Wait, is Paul Nalen running again? Paul Nalen is the guy who tried to run against Paul Ryan. 
failed. Um, who was the second? This one's the second hard. one was Corey Stewart of Virginia, the Minnesota carpetbagger. I'm going to say A. I'm pretty sure that it's A. You guess first, Chris. Well, I was going to say I have no idea, so I'm just going to guess whatever uh, Ryan guesses because I don't want him to beat me. That's not fair. <laughs> Chris, give me an answer. I'm going to go B. A. Thomas. A. Ryan. A. Thomas and Ryan are correct. Paul Nalen was the uh, Iron Paul guy who uh, like ran around as a like his his thing was that he was the white pride biker. That was his his pitch. Yeah. Um, he got a ton of airtime on all sorts of like not quite Fox News conservative. Didn't he sites. say like the fourteen words to? on some yeah something like that and then yeah, he lost he his and then he like got beat by like 65 points by paul ryan yeah, <laughs> yeah. Corey stewart is the dude who uh, moved to virginia from minnesota and uh immediately rebranded himself as a confederate sympathizer he's a he's a one issue guy and his only <laughs> issue is not knocking down confederate monuments my oh, family my. was the only <laughs> family in, in, in minnesota <laughs> to have a confederate flag I sitting there down. like <laughs> We care about states' rights, where I'm from, which is actually the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. <laughs> Paul. And it's like, okay, Corey. Is that how they talk? Off. <laughs> and then there's Josh Mandel. And if you want to talk about Josh Mandel, you should have Jim Swift on. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not. Next. Let's talk about the Southern monuments. <laughs> we need to save those. They're part of our heritage. Chris, Chris, you need to do like that. That's the character now. Is that is Chris the does Chris does the guy who's the Minnesota the South, Southerner running as a South <laughs> Southerner from Minnesota. Stone, Stonewall Jackson. Uh, he was he's a hero. This is this is your Johnny Ive. Robert Robert E Lee. He's yes, a, that's your Johnny Ive. A man of honor. Is is that not good? All right, this person said on television. We spent all day trying to locate the famous QAnon, which in the end we learned is not even a website. If it's out there, we could not find it. Was it Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, or Tucker Carlson? It has to be C. I'm going to go with C. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Tucker. Well, I'm going to go Tucker just so I don't lose a place. Thomas is care. Thomas carried you people through that. It was Tucker. I was, was gonna say Tucker a, anyway. It was part of a part of a much longer little little thing there where he was just like, I don't know, I don't know I how might we guessed, do this. <laughs> I might uh, have like going back, but the I don't know thing. Yeah, I guess that should have been. I, that should have given away that it was Tucker. If I remember right, about six months before that, he actually did a feature on QAnon. He seemed to have no problem finding it then so i don't know what would have changed between Glenn 2019 and say january 14th 2021 glenn beck would have been like actually Hugh is barack obama's real father and we found right him. and sean hannity would have been like can i get q to come on my show right can i get yeah. can i get q to <laughs> guest host guest host my show <laughs> i am q actually okay matt next question next question uh this right-wing agitator was paid by the government of hungary to place content favorable to Viktor Orban in Breitbart, American Greatness, and The Federalist. Was it Steven Crowder, Julie Kelly, or Dave Riaboy? Question, has this person been to 
prom. <laughs> I don't know this person's prom status. I'm afraid. Uh-huh. That that uh, cl- that clarifies actually. Wait, you don't know, or you're not going to answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not at liberty to discuss. <laughs> oh, well, that's prom totally different. Statuses. Oh, okay, oh, it's something entirely. Hey. Dave Reboy. Yeah, let's see. Thomas. We all said C. Yeah. Oh, you said C. C. Okay. Yeah, it is. It was. It was Dave. It was our good buddy Dave. Uh, Dave Reboy. Speaking of nothing, I really hope Shannon last listens to this episode. That would be. That would be really good. Yeah. Matt, I think you'll need to babysit the kids so she has time to. You're gonna need. You, you're so gonna, cool. You better start thinking up a tiebreaker, something we have to guess closest to. Right. Like All somebody, right. some, some, some. How many pull-ups right can Marjorie age, Taylor Green do? Some oh, alt-right so person's many. age or net worth. We're gonna have to guess for the tiebreaker. Something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. How many? Next. How many more questions? Two more questions. Two more questions. Next. After hearings that saw Liz Cheney retain her leadership role and Marjorie Taylor Greene be stripped of all of her committee assignments, this Republican congressman said that, quote, what happened in that room tells me that the Republican Party has never been more united because we had the back of Liz Cheney and we have the back of Marjorie Greene. Was it Mo Brooks from Alabama, Madison Cawthorn from North Carolina, or Devin Nunez from California. That's hard. I'm going to go with Madison uh, B, Madison Cawthorn, because he seems like a bad person. I mean, he doesn't stand for anything. I don't think. <laughs> I thought the answer was going to be Kevin McCarthy, so I'm confused. Who was number number one? Mo Brooks? Mo Brooks, Mo Brooks Madison, Madison Cawthorn, Cawthorn, Devin Nunez. Mo Cheeks. I haven't heard anything from Devin Nunes lately. I'm not going to say. <laughs> Isn't he, he? I mean, he's suing a Twitter account that pretends to be his mom and another Twitter account that pretends <laughs> that to be his cow. His cow. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with B. Suing, suing them for what? Yeah, I'm going to say medicine. Making fun of him. That's the thing you can do? Be like, uh, this. Well, what he's about to find out is that it's a feelings? thing you can't do. Okay. Yeah, it was Madison Cawthorn. Madison Cawthorn, you guys are killing it on the on the guesses. Weird, I'm I'm killing weird... it, and Ryan is riding my coattails to a tie. Oh come on, you! I tricked you into guessing uh, that one wrong. So don't you got to give me credit for that? That's fair. Okay, I, I will. I will. All right, last question. Hopefully, I won't have to think of a tiebreaker. We will see. This person tweeted, "Quote: When you read a book, you make notes in the margins." If my tweets inspire thought, print them out, annotate them, and add to your library. Unquote. I kind of like this guy. Like, was it? Out? That's our shit. He listens to our podcast, apparently. <laughs> was it Mike Cernovich, Bill Mitchell, Scott Adams, or Drill? Shit. Well, it's too coherent to be Drill. Like, <laughs> Drills would have had, like, you know, a uh, verb or, you know, that didn't. Uh, the vainglory bit kind of works with any of them, right? Right. Except yeah. drill. They think they're pretty brilliant. But uh, and I'm going to go first because I'm not a coward like Ryan. Um, so I want to say C. Scott Adams. He he thinks a lot of himself. It's pretty high on on. Uh... Well, I was also going to say Scott Adams. But oh, you were. Chris, okay. Chris stole my thunder. And Can I was I going to also options? say that I'm not a coward. You have the <laughs> options again. Can I have the options again? 
Cernovich. Cernovich. Bill Mitchell. Cernovich. Bill Scott Mitchell. Adams, Scott Adams. Drill. The coward's way here would be to uh, pick Scott Adams. He is an idiot. He has certainly <laughs> showed it recently. <laughs> ah, screw it. I'm going to go with B. All right. So we have Haberman. You've got Adams. Thomas, you've got Mitchell. Ryan, what was yours? Scott Adams. Okay, Which, I do actually I have to think of a tiebreaker. You all got it wrong. It was, in fact, Mike Cernovich. Interesting. <laughs> Mike Cernovich. I My see. tweets inspire thought. Print them Damn. out. When did he? When was this? Was this to before your he became? Was this was like when he was like? This was like last week. Oh shit. <laughs> He's blocked me because I like he did an AMA one time and I kept asking him questions that were just like really obnoxious questions. And he finally blocked me. Oh, that's a shame. I don't don't see his questions. I don't see his tweets. Like you guys have all been blocked by Molly and Sorob and Bethany. And I'm not blocked by any of those people, but I'm I'm not blocked by by Cernovich. I'm blocked by Mike Cernovich and Bill Bill Mitchell. Mithel. I don't. Even, I don't even know if Bill. I think Bill didn't. Bill Mitchell get banned from Twitter. Yeah, no, I was. Yeah. I was. I, I was blocked tweets, before no. he was banned. I okay. was. I was blocked before he was cool. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to either decide on a net worth of an alt right person, or an age of an alt right person, and we're going to have to guess. All right. Do, do some dudes chatting while I look this up while I figure out what. Uh, Could I a, pause the recording, one? or are we going to keep rolling, Thomas? Robert F. Kennedy Jr., mm. who is maybe not necessarily an alt-right guy. I know he's, he's an environmental a, lawyer, he's, but I he know is definitely he's... anti-vax. Mm-hmm. His net worth, he is a millionaire. Is his net worth under $30 million, 30 to $100 million, or more than $100 million? Hey, Ryan, do you know who he's married to? Uh, is it like a ketchup person? No. Jennifer F. Kennedy? No, Teresa Hines Carey is John Carey's wife. Um, Ryan, uh, the the guy, the the lady who plays Larry David's wife in Curb is Robert F. Oh, Kennedy Jr.'s uh, wife. I forget her name. Her name Cheryl is Cheryl Hines. Hines. Cheryl Hines. So she actually is married she to is, a ketchup a person. <laughs> Holy cow, Thomas. <laughs> Look at that. I will go. I'm going to go with the, the higher. You see, Matt, we, we should guess to the number and whoever is yeah. closest. Yeah. You, you should, All right. We should, so we we should guess to the okay. number. Um, I'll let you I'm guess to the guess, number. I'm going to guess. We're doing prices right uh, rules here. Closest without going over. 100 and, 127 million. 127 million for Ryan. What do you think, Thomas? Thomas? 85. You said you were going to guess the higher one. <laughs> the higher one was over 100 million. And now look at me. I'm above. You son of a bitch. 99 million. Uh, if we're doing prices right rules, none of you get any points. It's fifty million dollars, <laughs> which is still way too fucking much. That's how we should so end Thomas, this game. We should Thomas totally end this game with a tie. No, yeah. no, no, wins. no, nobody wins. Nobody, nobody wins. wins. Speaking of nobody winning, uh, Thomas, we watched the movie this week. We did watch a movie this week. So we all won. <laughs> oh, did we? <laughs> did we though? Uh, 
so let me do the big boy review and then we can talk about the movie. Can, so, you, tell, can you tell the people what we watched? We have watched Me, You, Madness. Me, You, Madness is the 2021 American comedy thriller film starring Louise Linton and Ed Westwick from Gossip Girl. In the movie, a young male burglar cases an architectural dream house in Malibu, not realizing that it's the home of the eccentric and wealthy hedge fund manager played by Louise Linton. Uh, the character's name is Catherine Black. The movie follows Lyndon's brilliant and ruthless businesswoman as she spends time on work, personal grooming, and her fitness regimen. Lyndon's character is, according to the director herself, inspired by iconic femme fatales, such as Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct and Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. Me, You, Madness is a satirical riff of American Psycho, uh, and it pretty fast becomes clear to us that Catherine Black is actually a cold-blooded murderer. The central tension in the movie comes from the love affair between Ed Westwick, uh, the male burglar-slash-conman, and Louise Linton, in which he attempts to win her over despite discovering that she is actually a monster. How is that for a big boy review? That Perfect. Tackled this with a seriousness that this movie did not deserve. <laughs> so for our listeners who don't know who Louise Linton is, uh, she is the wife of Steve Mnuchin. Uh, she's Scottish. The visionary and- producer of Wonder Woman. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and the Lego movie, and among others. Uh, Steve Mnuchin is crazy rich. He's worth $300 million. And I don't know if you guys have heard the story of the courtship uh, of uh, Louise Linton and Steve Mnuchin. Uh, it's it's a pretty non-typical relationship. I mean, he's 58 she, she, and looks like a nerd. She's 40 um, and uh, some would call attractive. What not does a, age have to do with anything? Not a common match. But, um, but uh, they met and he was like, I'm worth $300 million. <laughs> it was love at first. Uh, well, it was instant attraction. Let's just say that. He was like, uh, I'd really like to get a movie made. <laughs> um, Mike Pence officiated at their wedding. True story. This, this is. I actually googled this after you mentioned it, Not and yeah, there, there himself, are like photos. Though, his wife, it, mother was there as well. Um, <laughs> I've, I looked at this. Uh, this is. This comes from Wikipedia, so it must be true. She uh, went to the University of West. Los Angeles Lady Law School. Um, and so I was like, University of West Los Angeles? What, what, what is that? Uh, so I did did a little research. Um, so it's a law school. Uh, is that the diploma mill? So it's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, it, it looks like, uh, according to Wikipedia, 9% of their graduates pass the bar exam. And I was like, That's, that seems low. <laughs> I'm from Minnesota. I was like, I wonder what the University of Minnesota Law School's bar passage rate is, and it's it's ninety four percent. What do you think? What do you think the chances are that you could just read some books and have a ninety percent chance of passing the bar? What? Even, so, even so the University of Texas Law School is ninety three percent. Georgetown ninety one percent. Even Arizona State. 77% passage rate for the bar exam and, and University of West what? Los Angeles law school is uh, lady law school is 9%. Uh, 
Okay, so number, I'm, I'm number, assuming number... that she has not passed the bar. <laughs> I think it's a safe to, assumption. To uh, to give you some some other statistics here, the Virginia average for all people who take the bar, you can sit for the bar twice a year in Virginia, once in uh, February and once in July. The statewide average is sixty three percent passing for the February exam and seventy five percent for the uh, July exam. That is so all people who take the bar. So essentially at this school, they are like telling you stuff that's like not even, they're, they're like- No, essentially at this stuff. school, like you write them a check and they go, here is your JD, get out. No, but it's worse than that. Like they're telling, <laughs> they're, they're giving you like wrong information. <laughs> probably information. Here's what you want to know for the bar. Probably information like it's totally fine if your girlfriend is a murderer. That's that's yeah. cool as long it's, as you long don't as she have got, to testify. As long as she's if your banging, girlfriend's a serial okay. killer, killer, serial killer, you don't have to testify. Against Bar- if you find out and don't that's, testify, it's covered under spousal privilege. You're good. Yeah. You're Barry, good. Don't even worry about it. Barry Zuckerkorn teaches at the University of West <laughs> yeah. Los Angeles. You can't sue. You can't charge <laughs> a husband and a wife for the same crime. Same crime. <laughs> the, Actually, I don't the, think it's true. What the, the full time, the full time tuition at UWLA is <laughs> almost thirty thousand. Isn't that great? Yeah, I was thinking. So okay, so Louise Linton uh, wrote, directed, starred in, and produced this movie. Um, You're I missing an ma- important thing that she did, without Storm which this movie films. would not have been made. What else? She financed this movie. Oh, she she did uh, from her own largesse. Okay. Uh, So here's the thing. I think the backstory, honestly, of making this movie would make a good movie. Like, so you have Mm. this uber rich dude who marries a performer with very little talent. Um, I think this would make a good period movie. So it could take place, you know, back in the day, old timey days. Um, uh, Maybe the rich dude, maybe he could be like a news magnet. Like, uh, like a say a William Randolph Hearst type, and let's say he marries like a really shitty opera singer, and then she's just like, I, I realize I'm not that good, and he forces her to sing in a crowded opera hall, and she's totally embarrassed, and like his own newspaper, the critics at his own newspaper criticize the performance. I think that would make a fantastic movie. I would love to pitch that to anybody. I think I think it would be really good because that's, that's really, basically that's that's a revolutionary idea right there. That's basically what happened. Steve Mnuchin married this terrible actress, and then I assume he forced her to embarrass herself by writing and directing and starring in this film. You know, he had a he had a stake in Rat Pack Dune, which produced <laughs> Wonder Woman, Dunkirk, and American Sniper, and he sold that. So he could, so he could, so he could open a new production studio called what was it called? Storm, Storm Chaser. Chaser Films. The storm is coming, but, and it was. But is, isn't isn't she technically technically like the CEO or something of Storm Chaser Films? Yes. Oh, she yeah. Is. She oh, well, nice. she she, she worked her way up. Yeah, she, her. she was the CEO, and I believe has been removed. She yeah, took well. It. She took over all of his roles when he became Treasury Secretary, and then a bunch of people were like. That's not actually good enough to satisfy the law. And they were like, no, 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 it's totally fine because she's not being paid. So she can run her husband's properties no matter. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then it turned out it wasn't fine. It wasn't fine. Uh, She hired three other women to run it with her. 
Kristen Ruin as head of production, Kia Freeman as focus on nonprofit documentaries, and Kate Dudley as a development executive. And then they all went to uh, what's what's the one in the mountains, the uh, the film festival um, in uh, Colorado. Sundance. Um, Sundance. Oh, it's in, they all it's, went to. It's in Utah. They all went to Sun. Uh, yeah, they all went to Sundance together to try to sell this movie. How'd they do, Ryan? It's undetermined. We don't know if maybe somebody bought it. Maybe somebody like maybe somebody gave them funding for it. So, because... so here's my question about about the funding in this movie. So, so Louise Linton uh, financed it. Do you mm. think she paid herself to write, direct, and act in it? So she's like taking money out of her left pocket and putting it in her right pocket. No, what? she's taking no. money out, taking of, her it out of her husband's left <laughs> pocket and putting it in her right pocket. Wait, so that when she, she divorces him, it. it's her money. But you said yeah. she financed it. Well, yeah, she she financed it what? in other ways. Okay. When when she was asked about the financials of the movie, so Ryan and I, we, we did a He paid dive. her not to do that aerobic scene anymore in there. <laughs> No, we, we tried horrifying. to find out. Are you talking about the jazzercise scene? Oh my gosh. I almost stopped watching it. <laughs> Thomas we, almost we stopped watching it too, just to let it linger. Take a, take a, take a two-stroke penalty, if you will. <laughs> the budget of this movie is undetermined. Uh, when asked, Louise Linton says that it was financed by friends and family. Uh, and so, so we, we don't we don't know how much this movie cost. Uh, her husband but... is a friend and her family. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm but just so... imagining she went to her grandparents. Like, I'm trying to make this movie. Here's the scene we've shot. It's the aerobic scene. Can you please give us just a little bit of money so we can try and get this to Sundance? But but I mean, we we should expect that half the budget went to her wardrobe and the other half went to licensing for the music, right? No, I assume Ed Westwick was like, I need one and a half million dollars to let you grab my penis like this, you fucking harpy. Oh my gosh. This will be a spoiler-filled discussion because who cares? Um, (laughs) Just uh, just pause the episode, go watch the movie. I'm I'm not even kidding. Pause the episode, go watch the movie, come back. Download the episode a second time. We got to goose those numbers, even though they're on Patreon. So who gives a shit, right? Subscribe again at the $5 tier, you freeloading vermin. What yeah. So, so uh, what I love is, is uh, do you remember Judge Reinhold on Arrested Development? How he's like, why did I, why did I lose all the weight if they're going to make me wear this pool cover? Right? Like, when he was playing the judge, he didn't want to wear yeah. this loose gown. He was like, I, I, I look good. Well, Louise yeah. Litton clearly worked out and she wanted to show it off, but must have gotten a directive from her husband. Like, listen, I'm okay. Uh, listen, I'm okay with you hiring whatever pool boys you want to hire. I understand that there's a stream of young men that come and service you. Do whatever you want with this movie, but no nipple. Just no nipple, right? No, we're going to do no a shower nipple. scene. We're, we're doing a shower scene. You can do full crack, no nipple. Is it fair for me to assume that all three of you absolutely hated this movie? Okay. At, at first, I thought to myself, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. And then I finished the movie, and I realized this is the worst movie I've ever seen, <laughs> beginning to end. Her, her monologue character thinks that, she, like, not the character in the movie, but her the character doing the monologue thinks that she is 
the lady Ari Gold. That's who she thinks no, she is. But, but yeah, I wrote, down, I wrote this down. Subtitle for the movie is Girls Could Say the F Word Too. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but here's the thing. Like the, the intro to the movie, I mentioned this to Matt before we started recording. In the intro, it seems like the richer you are, the faster you have to talk. Mm. And I don't yeah. understand a word you're saying, except for the fact that you are cursing a lot. The interesting thing is that she is speaking in basically her natural speaking voice. And yet sometimes she gets this thing where she sounds like she's doing an accent that isn't her normal accent, even though it is. And like, she's talking through marbles. Like she gets mushmouth. <laughs> somebody put in the five-star review. The switching back from the British <laughs> to American accent was brilliant. It was a brilliant choice. <laughs> was like, it, what? It reminds me a little bit. It reminded me, there were there were times where it sounded like she was trying to do old man Michael Caine from <laughs> the Batman movies. Like, Master Bruce. And it's like, what are you doing? You're not even doing an accent. This is how you normally talk. You can say the word thermostat. It's not that hard. Just do another take. It's fine. It's fine. You can dub it. It's okay but she's the producer, so she's not really very good at that. So pick a lane, pick a lane, like like either do an accent or don't, or just talk, talk. Okay, but so here's what I'll say about this movie, all right? This movie is actually fucking brilliant. It is good. This is an affirmatively good movie, sort of. Oh no. Okay? Okay, okay. But here's the deal. So this movie, this movie is an amazing movie about aging. No movie has ever told us more about the aging process. I'm not even, this is no kayfabe, no kayfabe right now. No movie has ever taught us more about the aging process of the upper class woman than this movie has. And how sad it is. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. Do you remember like all through the movie, every time we need to know a fact about her character, how do we learn it? How do we learn the fact about her character? She, she does a fourth wall thing and just tells it tells straight us. into. She fucking tells us in voiceover, right? She says like, you know, fashion is the most important thing in my life. And you're like, okay, I get it. I would have known that even <laughs> if you hadn't said it because for the last 30 seconds, you've been doing nothing but showing us close-ups of gold purses and shitty sunglasses and the fact that you have like a gun in your jewelry drawer. Except, except there is one fact that we learn when she breaks the fourth wall to tell the audience directly by speaking to us, not in voiceover. It's already after she's established the like, I do voiceover. This movie is just going to be you listening to me do voiceover. No, there is a moment at the beginning of the film where she turns to the camera. She is in character talking to somebody else. And then she turns to the camera and looks at the camera and talks directly to the camera while in character. And it's the single most important thing in the movie. She says, I'm Catherine Black. How old am I? It doesn't fucking matter. Or no, sorry, it's I'm Catherine Black. I'm not going to tell you my age because it doesn't fucking matter. I'm a fucking shapeshifter. I can look any age I want. I take excellent care of myself that is the whole movie that is the reason for the whole movie this is a movie made as a documentary a window into the soul of a woman who is 
desperately afraid, desperately afraid of no longer being found sexually attractive because she is over 40. My name is Catherine Black. I'm not going to tell you my age because it doesn't fucking matter. I'm a fucking shapeshifter. I can look any age I want. I take excellent care of myself. I live an extremely detail-oriented lifestyle. During the week, I wake up at 5 a.m. precisely. I'm happy when I wake up because I remember that I am me and my life is incredible. In the morning, I make a double espresso and eat half a grapefruit and one boiled egg. It is just enough calories to fuel my body to work out, but it is not so many that it will take my body out of fat-burning ketosis. At 5.20 a.m., I get on my Peloton bike and take my favorite class with Kathy, who is a spin instructor in New York. Sometimes I go out to spin class because everyone needs a really enthusiastic leader in the front row. I don't like it when people sit in the front row and don't keep up with the tempo and choreography. It shows a lack of self-awareness and it is incredibly disrespectful to the rest of the class. I use exclusively Lalera products because they are the best. They're environmentally friendly, ocean-conscious, and don't test on animals. Fashion is the most important thing in my life. My favorite designers are Alexandre Ford, Tom Boutier, and Ralph Ashley, but only RA Collectionique or Violet Label. I am rarely, if ever, comfortable, but I always look incredibly stylish, which is much more important. The next most important thing to me is the accumulation of money. I was not born with money, so I learned its value early on. Money empowers us to acquire the other things we like in life. It also allows us to avoid the things we do not like, such as mediocre restaurants, bad fashion style, and commercial air travel. This is obviously a vanity project, but it is more than a vanity. I, I don't know. This is a vanity project about her fear about fear that's this is this she is retreating into this fantasy world these are the fantasies that upper class women have when they're like oh my god i'm past it i'm no longer hot yeah, you can I mean, spend I, as yeah. much time on the peloton as you want you can torture your body by eating one single boiled egg and half a grapefruit every <laughs> single morning because that is the precise calibrated number of calories you need to do your spin class but it doesn't matter. Age is gonna catch up with you. And you're sitting there like, I'm a shapeshifter. I can look whatever age I want. Yeah, as long as that age is between like 37 and 43, fine, whatever. I call it a vanity project, but it is also like to call it a vanity project is a bit of an insult to vanity projects. Like I'm- No, I, I just wanted to, to talk about the Peloton scene because they do, you know, this commercial like shot of the Peloton bike with the logo on there. And then in the voiceover, she says it's a Peloton. <laughs> I use my Peloton yes, every morning. Says, and but and I wondered if like like Peloton didn't pay to be in this movie. I wonder if they had to pay Peloton to like <laughs> to like use maybe, maybe. <laughs> they're like they're like, uh, do you want to advertise in this or do you want to do some product placement? No, no, we do not. Do not use it. All right. How much is it going to cost us? <laughs> we want to say pellets. In the beginning of the movie, during the introduction, one of, one of the things that Ryan mentioned was that she, she did something. He ate a spider. Uh, and that's not a euphemism. And Can we Ryan talk about that scene? I almost turned it off. Can we talk Ryan about that messaged us and was like, if she eats another spider, I am turning this off. 
And we're not talking about little spider. This is a spider like the size of like a 50 cent piece. I thought that like the spider was going to bite her and make yeah. her like the ser- that's what makes her a serial killer is the spider bites her or something like that. And then she clearly sees it. And I'm like, oh, it's a pet. That's gross. And then she ate it. Yeah. OK, but but can we talk about the bit that happened literally right before that scene? We had this little like montage of her life where she's mm-hmm. talking about like fashion is the most important thing to me. <laughs> I am obsessed with these particular shower products. And why is she obsessed with the shower products? She lists three reasons. Number one, the shower products are environmentally conscious, number two, or environmentally friendly. Number two, they are ocean conscious. And number three, they are not tested on animals. And immediately after she says they're not tested on animals, she eats a live animal. <laughs> she puts it in her mouth and swallows it. Well, it's, it's kind of like how the movie ends. She has her typical breakfast of the grapefruit and the egg. And then he's like, well, also I cooked your pancakes because I would like some more cushion for the pushing. And then the uh, cannibal friend comes over and she's like, what are we eating tonight? And they're like, vegan. And it's supposed to be like this laugh line because it's like, oh, well, we usually eat humans, but we're going vegan instead. But like, she just ate an egg. Like, does she not know that you can't eat eggs if you're a vegan? I mean, I... No, there's a lot she doesn't she doesn't there's a lot she doesn't seem to know like for example the chinese a couple chinese words there's a bit at the beginning of the movie where she calls a stereotypically named chinese nail salon to like dress down the employees right right and she and does she the whole thing she, she does the whole thing in mandarin except she doesn't know the words for 120 dollars or three days ago <laughs> so yeah. she's like speaking in chinese and then goes three days ago and then goes back to Chinese. And then the dude starts talking to her in English. And they do that when he comes over too. Yeah. He, like, he switches to English oh, a couple oh, times. Yeah. Well, so we'll get to that. When, when, so after introduction, when she, so she's just driving around. It is a Friday afternoon. She needs to get her nails done, whatever. Uh, she calls the nail, nail saloon. What car is she driving? She's driving an Aston Martin Vanquish. From? Uh, it's from what one movie? of the Bond movies. James Bond, yeah. something I didn't write yeah. it down, but yeah, you die she says another day. Like you, that's in- <laughs> of all the James Bond movies to pick. That's the one you're picking. Yeah, I'm not going to criticize. Was- I'm not going to criticize too much. The, the Vanquish is pretty, pretty awesome car. It's pretty. Oh, cool. totally. But like to, to to be like, oh, this is the car from like this terrible James Bond movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a little lame. There, and the reason she's driving that right is that it's this like rich person status symbol, but like, I'm pretty sure it's a car you can just buy, right? It's not like she went in and it's not like, it's not like she's buying like a DB11 or something. No, like a limited price, model like or anything like that. $200,000 or something. The other thing that I thought was funny is uh, she has a line about money. And it's one of the things that she says, um, it's something that she says about money in, in her like weird accent it's like her normal human voice, except with marbles in her mouth. <laughs> but she says, money empowers us to acquire the things we like in life. It also allows us to avoid the things we don't, such as mediocre restaurants, bad fashion style, and commercial air travel. And then we get this scene of how she's like avoiding commercial air travel by having so much mm-hmm. money. She's leasing a jet. 
She's not fuck off rich enough yeah. to own a private jet. She has a billion dollar house, but she doesn't have her own private jet. She has to lease one from like Uber yeah. Air or something. It is the most amazing. Like she's Uber rich, but she's not that rich. You know, yeah. she's still like relatable levels of rich. <laughs> she's in, in fact, she's exactly like say Steve Mnuchin level rich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we talk a little bit more about the plot? So, so Chris, what what actually happens in this movie? So she is uh, she is a uh, someone who struggles with her mental health. Let's let's put it that way. Um, but she's also a genius, bipolar, narcissistic. What are all the things? I whatever. Like she read a book about mental health and was like, "Hey, I should put this in the movie." Um, and also, she's Christian Bale from The Big Short. Yes, yes. Yep. Okay, but she's not just Christian Bale from The Big Short. She's, she's also Christian Bale from American Psycho. <laughs> and she's also Christian Bale Christian from, Bale the, from the Machinist. Movies. She's also oh. Christian Bale from the Batman movies. She is <laughs> and the, the Machinist, which... She, she, she is the world's greatest detective. Mm-hmm. And, and Chris will get there when we talk about the plot, but she is also stronger than fucking Captain America. <laughs> she lifted 225 yes. pounds right it's over like, her head. No, it, she, it's not even that she lifts it. She, no, so, I to mean, set like, the scene up, it's to set the scene up. She's showing <laughs> this, this, this thief character played by one of the random hot guys from Gossip Girl. Ed, and I wrote down Ed Eswick might be a worse actor than she is. Oh, he's fucking <laughs> terrible. He's he's, he's awful. so bad. He could he could not cover up his uh the fact that he was a lot like that salesman at Buckle. He is he is there like I'm only here to get paid. Like his I have flamboyant on hard times. I will let the wife of the <laughs> treasury secretary Listen. grab my knob on television to pay my bills. His... I have to daddy got to eat. His flamboyant dancing and desire to wear jewelry, and yet he still wants to have relations with Louise Linton. None of that. Maybe it's like the bit. Maybe it's like the bit in Parks and Rec where Ann Perkins is dating Tom and brings Leslie over to his apartment and is like, "I'm ready to say I I love you." Not to him because he's disgusting, <laughs> but I love his apartment. It's incredible. It has amenities everywhere. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's a little bit like that. So so she gets him up to her house and we learn later that like there's a backstory between them because she is the world's greatest detective. But um as as the movie begins, we just think that he is this small-time crook who's casing her. He thinks he's casing the house. She's taking him there uh, so that she can, I don't know, maybe eat him, maybe trick him into yeah. eating testicles of another man, uh, maybe have sex with him, maybe all of the above. Uh, it's not clear what her intentions are, but she's showing off her house, but not the coolest parts. The coolest parts come later. Like she's got a room filled with expensive cars with no garage door. And he, she and knows more about cars than he does. She and said that was very casually that she had the cars disassembled. And reassembled in this room. They will never drive. I missed that. <laughs> oh, you missed that. Okay. Yeah. It, She's got a room filled with cars that will never yeah. drive. And she took them apart that... and put them back together to, so that she could have this collection. Of okay, but isn't the cars. car that he steals in that room? Yeah. No, that was that was in the garage. That okay. was in the garage. Oh. That was in I the garage. Yeah. Um. So anyway, she's showing him around the house, and uh, she happens, this is the weight room. Watch okay. this, and and how much how much here's is what on happens. The bar. He says, here's he says, do you lift? Here's what happens: she she sashays into the weight room with him behind her. She is wearing at this point five diamond rings, an enormous diamond necklace, 
and is wearing like a sort of gauzy silk gown with a sl- like floor length with like a slit in it up to the hip mm. and like five inch designer stilettos. And she walks over to the, to the, to the, to one of the weights to where she bench presses. And he's like, Oh, do you lift? And she goes, yeah. And then with zero visible effort at all, lift like curls, like 300 pounds of weight and then tosses it into the air flips her hands around underneath and catches it and then lifts it above her head. Again, no effort whatsoever. Looks like Captain America could not (laughs) have done this. It looks like balloons are the weights. I mean, it was 45s, 35s, and 10s. With the bar, that's 225 pounds. Okay, so 225 pounds. Right over her head. And she's doing it with the same pose. She's doing it with the Mm -hmm. same pose. Like if you you were to see like muscle pinup art, like imagine like a woman in a bikini with one hand on her hip and her other hand holding a car above her head. It's the same body language. Mm-hmm. It's so, incredible. Yeah. So so she so she roofies him. Uh yep. and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. she's going to eat him." Nope. She lets him wake right. up. And then she's just like, let him wake up. First she's like, "Well, I bet the PC police are going to get mad about this. Look at this. It's a woman sexually harassing a man. Yeah. Except then she doesn't sexually harass him because she's been sexually harassing him literally the entire time. <laughs> what she it's means actually to say is just assault. like a straight up assault. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. like, first I'm going to twist and his nipples says, and then I'm going to grab like, his helmet. And she says, and then she says, like, she says, like, oh, shut up, PC, PC police. It's this is hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. It's like, like, what the Yes, because every movie has a funny bit where they have to tell the camera that it's hilarious. Do you guys uh, want to hear my hot take? Yeah. Give me your hot take. My hot take is inside of this movie is a nugget of a good movie. So I get to the second half of the movie and I'm like, actually kind of enjoying it. The problem is the writing is bad. And that's Louise Linton. And the acting is bad. But if you pitch this movie to a studio and attach good stars, like let's just say in 2010, Cameron Diaz and Ryan Reynolds and a good writer, this setup of the fact that she is determined to kill him and he's like sticks around because he kind of likes her. <laughs> that mm. was actually kind of funny. I had the same idea. Absolutely. Like a, a halfway decent writer and performers who could like execute this uh, a decent script there's a turn in the movie and the second half where he he like we go through all this stupid stuff but then he gets away and he comes back to her because he has to because she's like i'm gonna she needs him to come back because there's a dead body in the trunk of the car that he stole and she also um the thing she has hanging over him is she's the greatest detective and she has all of his crimes documented and if you don't come back i'm going to give this to the nypd what was the deal with that joke i didn't get that my favorite part about that is that so she lured him specifically to the house that's established in the beginning she knows everything there is to know about him except somehow she doesn't know how old he is he she has to look (laughs) up how old he is when he's Which making the phone because... call to his partner and she's able to do yeah. it before he finishes the word that he is saying. Cause she says not that old or not that young. That's yeah. She, not that young. Next. And it flashes to her and she has like his DMV records up on the screen right. showing that he was born in 1984, which again makes, makes him the same age she is basically. Yeah. No, but he even like, sisters later on wait, when he gets she back. That young? And, I, I no, she's, she's, she's 40. 
She is 40. Yeah. And if he was born she, in 84, he's like 37. Yeah. He even tells her that. Yeah. He yeah, says, yeah. we're not that far apart. Yeah. Stop calling me a kid. He comes back and she's like, I have to kill you. And there are some actually legitimately funny, like she stabs him and then like they take a break and she's like, do you want to get a drink of water? So like drinking water. And then they go back to fighting each other. And then like, there is some actual, like there's a nugget of a good movie of like a dark comedy here um, that, that just ultimately like I enjoyed like, probably 20 minutes of it of, of kind of that back and forth banter. Uh, I would have enjoyed it a lot more had there been like just better writing and, and better acting. Um, no, I, I mean, oh, all right. So yeah. So, so here's the thing. It is, it is intentionally designed to be a middle finger to Hollywood and uh, the PC police, whoever they might be. So it is designed to be over the top, a bit ridiculous, a bit absurd, whatever. But it fails at doing that because it is it is so poorly written and so poorly acted. Look, there's a version of this movie. There, there are three versions of this movie that I can that I can sort of see in my head, right? Version number one is it's a serious thriller that actually is like about aging and the fear of sexual inadequacy. I think that would be an amazing movie. Put Sandra Bullock in that movie and it's like Oscar bait. Yeah. The second version of this movie is directed by Kathy Yan and it stars Margot Robbie and Ewan McGregor just doing the things that they did in Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. And it's amazing. You say that like we've seen that movie. I haven't mm. seen that one yet. Shame. I don't, I, I don't watch movies with titles that long. Put it this way. Just, just like literally just this movie, except all the voiceover is done by... Margot Robbie in a super thick red velvet accent, like super thick Bronx accent. Oh, Bronx. Okay. Cause you know, she's from Australia. Yes. That's where the toilets go backwards. Yes, it is where the toilet, I mean, the water goes backwards. The content still go the same direction. (laughs) The content still go down. That part's very important. Okay. Well, that's less exciting. I, this is news to me. Okay. Cancel the vacation. It's a long flight anyway. (laughs) All right, what's the third movie like this? Uh, the, the third movie like this is a Guy Ritchie movie. Same basic plot, same basic concept, but it's directed by Guy Ritchie because holy crap, Louise Linton wanted this to look like a Guy Ritchie movie. It's a Guy Ritchie movie or a Quentin Tarantino movie? I think it's a guy, like, I think, I think a lot of it is Guy Ritchie. I think it's Guy Ritchie on a budget with, with, without the skill to pull off something like Snatch or, uh, or Lock Sock so- or The Gentleman. But like that sort of like quick cutty sword, not quite breaking the fourth wall, but like really heavily relying on voiceover to tell you about stuff while interesting things happen on screen. That whole scene, like, like that whole sequence in the beginning where you get like 45 seconds of her gold leather boots clicking on the pavement. And then every like five seconds, it gets confused and fuzzy for some reason while she tells you, while she like gives you voiceover about her mental health situation, that felt really like B movie Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Well, and and then there's the fact that for like the first, I don't know, the first half of the movie or something, there's this voice voiceover, and she sometimes turns to the camera and says something, and then we suddenly get the part of the movie where she is trying to pick out weapons. And she is like, I don't know how long this scene is, but she's just like standing or sitting on a chair with nunchucks and a knife and a, and a gun where she- She lists, lists every movie that has a gun in it. <laughs> yeah. 
like that's, that's the other is... thing about this movie though is that Saving she Private knows Ryan. she's a character in a movie she literally says this movie is american psycho but for women because we're having a moment right now and then when he, he breaks the fourth it's... wall she says this is my movie yeah yeah so this closeted guy that she is frenemies with or ends up she ends up marrying him you, you you mentioned these these all these different weapons that she wants to kill him with. She wants something original, and they end up uh, getting uh, married. Um, she gets real psychological help. She goes on medication, and they live they happily ever ever. They get a dog. They still invite the cannibal girlfriend over. By the way, Tom, uh, where did Thomas? What do you think about the girl on girl action in this? Thomas, can we get a quadrants? Can we get the quadrants, quadrants. for this movie from you? I, I I'm sorry, I was about to pass out there. Uh, <laughs> no, so. Blood uh, rushing to it, your head, huh? Plot, that's an A. Uh, uh, as far as, like, Vic, you know, simplicity of, of easy to follow, yes. Yes, uh, that's an A. Nudity, A+, plus, or A, A at least. It's not an A+, plus. it's not quite there. Uh, what are the other two quadrants? Length. Length, uh, A+. a, plus. a yeah, it's like yeah. 87 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah, A. And the last, the fourth one? Violence. Hey, it's an A movie. This is the greatest Quadrants movie of all time. <laughs> it is the greatest. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about the, the scene where she chooses the nunchucks? And then... <laughs> so that, that, that scene actually had a really, one really false note to me. Um, oh, really? The, the, where, where like, <laughs> the, the, when she's using the nunchucks, that you never see her face? You only see the body? Like, no, like, actually. She never actually that, swung the nunchuck? No, 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 no. The part that, the part that stood out as a, like, I can, I can totally take that, right? That's normal. I, the part that, stun, that stu, stuck out to me as a false note is that this is, like, this woman is incredibly educated, right? She is Bruce Wayne. She is the wealthy industrialist who is also the world's greatest detective. But she's also never heard she of, of, of reverse-threaded... Uh, she know, knows everything there is to know, except she doesn't know whether nunchucks is one word or two. <laughs> really? Like, what, does she, does it, what, what is it, like, does she think it literally refers to, like, chucking nuns? I don't get it. How is that the one fact that she doesn't know this ultra violent the, the bike she couldn't woman. figure out the bike that the one pedal was reverse threaded she'd never heard you know that, that okay. was you know yeah so she's not only she's she but she has an asian girlfriend how does she 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 tries to use this hedge trimmer not and she doesn't know that the cord is only eight feet long she yeah. thinks she's gonna kill him with a hedge trimmer uh also, did he take smart pills? Because like he's an idiot at the beginning of the movie, and like suddenly he's using like ten dollar words, and maybe that was supposed to be the funny part. Is that like he's not actually dumb? So I actually want the expanded universe for this movie. Oh, right? Yeah. I want. So I want to see want, him. Ro- I want to see him robbing her grandma. I want. I okay. So I want. I want. I, I want the movie about the hot gothy Asian who is still a bad person at the end of the <laughs> yes. movie. But still, is now still game to be, she's still a cannibal. Right, you know? she's still a murderer. As far as we know, she's exactly the same person. She's yeah. also probably doing her own murders. Yeah. Right? So we still have that person out there in the wind, but she's friends now with these other people who've gone straight. Mm-hmm. So I want the movie that is about the, the new murder lady. Her. And also I want the movie that's like, these two people like what is their life like now what are they like when they're both 75 and they're like you know the doctor is like 
you guys did, made some really bad health choices. And they're like, yeah, we used to be cannibals for like 20 years. <laughs> well, what I actually thought would be a funny end to the movie would be that like, Let me ask after you like two years of marriage, people? Like, after two years of marriage, she decides like, eh, I kind of want to eat anyway. She kills him. Okay, but what if like, it turns out he's be been playing ending? the long con yeah, the whole time? He has been playing the long con the whole time. He knew exactly who she was before she walked into that house. She played the absolute fuck out of him. She, he's going to take the prenup and then murder her for the rest of her money and get together with the hot Asian chick. Boom. That guy is Thomas. Everything Thomas has ever wanted in life. Right there. I mean, I would. Uh, okay. So uh, to, to, to round off uh, before we go to Afterglow, do, should people pay the five bucks on Amazon Prime to watch this movie? Just mail her a check directly. Absolutely, but only if you do it as a double Ven- feature with Harold and Maude. Sorry, Venmo her, but make sure you're on private. You do not want to be seen paying for this movie. <laughs> Send $5 with the subject line, murder cannibalism. That is all the time we're giving to this episode. Thank you for staying with us. We will be back again next week. Bye.